This is the Education Business Podcast for consultants and business owners providing services in schools. I'm Claire Riley, and I'll be sharing how to start, grow, and scale your education business. One of the ways that I help education entrepreneurs like yourself, who are also part of Education Business Club, is when they start hiring their team. I've done a ton of hiring and we still hire various roles throughout the year at Classroom Secrets. So this is an area that me and my team have a wealth of experience in. And it's a journey for us as well. It's just that we might be further down the road than you. I've been involved in all parts of the hiring process over the years. And still now, it depends on the role. And every single time... We learn and we tweak the process, or sometimes we try something completely new, like disk profiling, personality testing, written tasks, meeting tasks, practical tasks, tests and assessments, full day workshops, tasks before the interview, tasks after the interview, second interviews, third interviews, meeting the team and interacting with them, remote interviews, in-person interviews, hiring in the UK, hiring abroad, hiring from the ex-teaching community, hiring from other industries, written job adverts, video job adverts, job specifications, freelancer roles, employed roles, a final call before a decision from me, the CEO, or Ed, the CTO, advertising on different platforms. There's a lot of testing and experimentation that's gone into it over the last seven years. We've hired over 200 people during that time. So if you want to hire, I can really help you. Now, hiring is such a huge topic that I could talk about all day. And I do have plans to create and film more in-depth training in Education Business Club on hiring because this is one of the key ways that we scale our education business. And I'm looking to release that in May this year, which is just next month. So because the hiring topic is so huge and there's a lot to say in each of the subtopics on hiring, this is going to be a two-part episode. So in this episode, we'll talk about the reasons that we ignore the red flags that we're presented with during the hiring process. And then in the next episode, I'll get into what the red flags actually are. So why do we ignore the red flags that we identify throughout the hiring process? Because the niggles are usually there. And you just need to tune into them. Even from when you first hire the there and you don't have that much experience, but we still often ignore those niggles and then move through the process anyway. And it's not because we're silly. It's just that we treat these relationships like our other relationships and then we can come a cropper. I talk a lot about self-awareness in business and this is where your personal growth comes in. When you understand yourself more you can take different actions from the way your emotions are pulling you. Actions that actions that are better for you and your business and ultimately your current and future employees. So here are 12 reasons why we ignore the red flags during the hiring process in the first place. Number one, we want to see the best in people. We'll sit there at interview And we'll want to believe that the person is showing us their best self, that they're nervous and that ultimately the responsibility lies with us. And if you've been a teacher previously, then you can liken it to wanting all children to succeed. Maybe they shouldn't even be sitting there in front of you right now due to their application, but that is a whole topic in itself. 
It's not our responsibility. Two, we're inexperienced. So we all have to start somewhere and there's a first time for everything and we don't know what we don't know. How could we? And the best thing we can do is listen to people who have done it before and learn from them. Number three, we're so desperate for the help or for a break. So it often gets to the point in our businesses that we're so overwhelmed and busy that we just need someone to help us or to lighten the load. And that makes us a lot less picky. And we realise that we should have hired six months ago and it clouds our judgement because we just need to move things on quickly at that point. Four, the money's coming in and we've got maybe a tad too confident. And this does happen. We think, wow, I'm making a success of this. Who would have thought? I can do this. I'm good at this. And this attitude is absolutely not a bad thing, but we can get a little too confident in all areas and then forget to ask more experienced people for their opinions and advice, especially in those areas where we are not experienced. Number five, we believe that people can easily do it like us because we're not special. So whatever background you are from, we think that there must be more people out there from a similar background who can do what we are doing. And I used to think that any teacher could create and proofread resources. Turns out, not so. We forget that we've spent time becoming experts in what it is that we want someone else to do and that they might not be able to instantly do everything that we can do. Number six, we feel guilty about the salary that we're offering so we don't believe that we deserve good people. This is a huge factor, especially if you're wanting ex-teachers on a non-teaching wage. We can feel really icky about that. And we take on responsibility that's not ours to take. We can't control the number of hours that teachers work or the lack of funding in schools or why someone wants to leave the classroom. We just can't. Number seven, we want to help people, especially if we feel like they are downtrodden and that we can give them a golden opportunity or a chance when nobody else has. And if we're not careful, we can adopt a rescuer mentality. We hear a sob story interview or in the application process and then the whole thing comes because the whole thing becomes more about how we can help them rather than them helping us. And we forget that we're going to be paying them as well as expect a good job doing. It can easily become about what we owe them or what we feel we owe them when we don't owe them anything at all. Number eight, we think we can change them. It's just like husbands and wives. We can't change them. You shouldn't marry them in the first place. (laughs) They can only change themselves if they want to. If you think you need to change them, then they are absolutely not the right fit for you or your business. Number nine, we've gone to a lot of effort with the hiring process. We've written a job spec and advert. We've told our accountant. We've hired a room. We've provided lunch. We've drafted in friends to help us with the interviews. So we think that we should go ahead and hire someone. Number 10, we are worried that not hiring would look like a failure to our family and friends. We've gone through this process and for whatever reason, and it will be a problem with our system, by the way, and our process, but we only have the option of hiring the best of a bad bunch. 
But we do it anyway. We do it anyway because we're afraid of family and friends making snap judgments that they have no understanding of, by the way. Um, you're, you're afraid of them saying, oh, you don't know how to hire. I have totally been here. I have hired because I've worried that people would think that I couldn't hire if I didn't hire, even though the right person was was not available at the time. Number 11. We haven't had many people apply. There are only a handful of people to choose from, so we feel stuck with that, and then we feel like we have to follow through rather than starting again. And number 12. We worry that there just aren't enough people out there. You know, if what we do is very specialised, or we want someone who has education experience as well, because as we all know, the education world has key differences to the business world, we can feel like the pool is small and that we'll have to just take what we can get. So you know what? I ignored red flags for every single one of these 12 reasons. And I ignored the red flags over and over and over again. And that's why I'm so experienced at hiring. <laughs> and it still happens, you know. Sometimes my team will make the same mistakes. Sometimes I do. And you really have to remove yourself and your emotions from the situation and really try and get to the bottom of what's good for the business. So when you hire, whether it's your first hire or it's a few hires in, I want you to look out for these. These, these red flags that you notice and you've got to become more self-aware when it comes to these niggles that you feel and not give in. Thank you for listening to the Education Business Podcast. To get more information to grow your business, sign up at educationbusinessclub.co.uk.